Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. The book of 2 Kings, chapter number 4. We sang a couple of songs about breath of life this morning. Mine is in short supply in this moment. But we're going to do our best. Second Kings chapter number 4, verse number 18. The Bible says this. If you're there, say amen. If you're watching the screen, say amen. Somewhere in between, God bless you. Second Kings 4 and 18, the Bible says, And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to his servant, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the servants and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come back. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? This is her husband speaking. It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And the woman said, It shall be well. She didn't even answer his question. She just said, It shall be well. With the help of God Almighty this morning, I want to minister this subject today. Victory in the face of a dead promise. Victory in the face of a dead promise. I wonder if you'd lift your hands with me one more time and ask God to help us this morning. We need need the Spirit of the Lord here today. We need the anointing of God. Jesus Almighty, I love you. I'm thankful for you today. Lord, we've worshipped, we've sang. God, now we're, we're to the word of the Lord, God, and we know that your word is already anointed. But God, now we're asking you, Lord, to sanction your anointing upon this congregation this morning. Touch these lips of clay to speak the word of the Lord, and that only help us today, God, to lean into your spirit and your presence to hear what you would have to be said today. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Church said amen. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. That is a courtesy. And not a command. Victory in the face of a dead promise. It's an interesting story. The woman, if you'll allow me a few moments to recap this morning, the woman from a city called Shunem. She is referred to as the Shunemite woman. Her name is not even recorded. It's a, it's a powerful story in the Word of God. If you, All of you Bible readers this morning know that this is a very important story not only in our lives but in the life of Elisha because there was great things done by the hand of God 
through his man of God in this particular story. But for some reason, her name is not recorded, but yet the Bible calls her a great woman. She took care of Elisha. She, according to the word of God in prior verses that we did not read in our text this morning, she took care of the man of God. She, she entreated him to allow an opportunity to feed him. She, she, she built a, house, a room on the side of her house to, to, to give him hospitality so that when he was traveling by in that area, she was, she was apparently, according to tradition and history, uh, fairly prominent, perhaps wealthy, uh, she had means, so she was using those means to take care of the prophet Elisha. So in response to that, Elisha, doing what most people would do out of courtesy, when someone has done you good and extended a good hand to you, is well, you know, above and beyond the thank yous, but what can I do for you? How can I help? You've helped me. You've been good to me. You've been kind to me. How can I repay this level of kindness back to you? And the Bible unfolds to us the story that, that we find out that she has no children. So through, through that process of asking, and, and I don't see any recording where she asks for this, but the prophet realizes she has no sons, so he prophesies that she will have a son. We fast forward a little bit in the story and we see that she has a son according to the prophet's word. It was true. And God blessed her with a child. And the Bible says that that son grew. And as of growing, I don't know what age he was to, but upon growing, he was going out to the field to help his father with the reapers. And the Bible says that he, he suddenly just says, My head, my head. Now, out of nowhere, that could have been, uh, it could have been a sunstroke, a heat stroke, it could have been an aneurysm. I don't know exactly what it was, but there was some type of problem that was stricken upon this young boy. So the servants take him to his mother, and they put her, him on her knee, and he stays there until noontime. And at the noon hour, the Bible declares to us that the boy dies. Now, imagine with me for just a moment, ladies and gentlemen, that you have been good to God. You have been good to the church. You have been good to others. And God has miraculously touched your life. And God has blessed you with a son that you didn't have. And you have gotten accustomed to having the child. You've gotten used to having the child playing around the house and making noises as kids do and the pitter-patter of feet going from one room to the next. And then all of a sudden, that prophetic thing that God spoke into existence is taken away from you in a moment. Some of us don't have to imagine too deeply this morning because some of us have experienced it. Some of us have walked that walk. Some of us have talked that talk. You could, as the old cliche was, you could buy the t-shirt and say, been there, done that. 
because you have seen the miracles of God and you have seen them walk away out of your life in just a moment. That is exactly what happens to this great woman in this story. But the story does not stop with the death of the boy. The story does not stop at the noon hour of the story. It goes on that she puts him on the bed of Elisha in the hospitality room that she has added on to her house. She doesn't even tell her husband that he's dead. Now, just walk with me a little bit this morning. Imagine, fathers, that your son or your daughter has died. And your wife takes him or her and puts him in another room and don't even tell you about it. Now, she wasn't being malicious. She she had no ill will or ill intent. We're going to get to the reason why she didn't tell him in a moment. But she doesn't even tell her husband that he's dead. The Bible says that she saddles a donkey, gets a servant, and gets ready to leave. And her husband's questioning her, and she makes a statement That is a statement of prophetic word today. And she says, it shall be well. She's not distraught into the tears of the death. She is not taken by the happenstance. She is not walking the walk of mourners. She is refusing to accept the fact that her victory is laying dead on the bed of the man of God. Instead, she's making a declaration today that it shall be well. She goes on and she travels to find the man of God. And the Bible declares that Elisha sees her from afar off. And he sends his servant Gehazi to meet her. Gehazi means valley of vision. Here we have vision that is about to have conversation with faith. In verse 26 of this same chapter, she is asked three questions. She is asked by the servant Gehazi, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with thy child? And the Bible says that she says, it is well. Somebody say amen. Amen. She says it's well. Before she set out on her journey, she said it's going to be well. Now she's asked, what's the current condition? What's the weather status? What's your situation like for you and for your husband and for your child? Remember now, her husband don't even know what's going on. And her child is dead. But she looks at the servant of the man of God and says it is well. It wasn't well. It wasn't right. The situation was not good. The situation was less than favorable. She did not lie. The woman was speaking out of faith. She was speaking to those things that are not as though they were. And she was making a declaration that I'm not accepting what has come upon me. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not accepting what has happened to me. I'm not accepting what the devil wants to hand me. Rather, I am going to accept only 
what I know can happen by faith. And by faith, it shall be well. And by faith, it is well. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, I want to declare to you today that we can, as the children of God, have victory this morning in the face of adversity. We can have victory today in the face of a dead promise. We can have God wants us to have victory this morning, and he wants us to have it in spite of what has happened in our lives. Could you lift your hands and love the Lord this morning? says run now I pray thee to meet her this is Elisha talking to Gehazi and saying to her this is the three questions is it well with thee is it well with thy husband is it well with the child I want you to look at your neighbor this morning and ask them is it well with you now we're going to practice that one more time I, I couldn't. I couldn't hear you. I, I, I want to hear you. I want you to make a declaration this morning. I want you to look at him and say, "Is it well with you?" Oh, that's a little bit better. Let's let's try it one more time. I I, I don't care if it startles them or scares them. Let's let's let's, let's just scare them out of their boots this morning. Look at him and say, "Is it well with you?" I would dare say this morning that there are some of you here on December 30th of 2018 that have a good face on. There are some of you that come to this house this morning on this last service of 2018 and you may have a good facade. You may have a good appearance. You may be smiling on the outside. You may be trying to convince everybody on the outside that everything's all right. But inside your spirit and inside your mind you are battling. And you are struggling with things that, that no one knows about. You are struggling with ideas. You are toying. I feel my help right now. You are struggling with spiritual things that the devil is trying to put upon you. You are struggling with, with an onslaught of hell itself that is trying to convince you that you might as well stop at the dead baby. But I've come to declare today that there is victory at First Apostolic Church. 2019 awaits us. And it awaits awaits us with victory. It awaits us with an opportunity to see the blessings of God, to see the miracles of God, and to be able to declare in the face of adversity that it is well. Oh, somebody glorify the name of Jesus together. It wasn't all right. But she said it was. Because in her mind's eye, in her spirit's eye, she could see deliverance. Let me tell you something this morning. We've got to get to the point that we see more than our trouble. We've got to get past seeing our problems. And we've got to start seeing Jesus in spite of our problems. If you are waiting on a problem-free life, you're going to be waiting till you die. There's not a day that's going to happen in your life that you are going to be 100% free of every trouble. 
You're going to have problems. You're going to have cares of life. You're going to have days that are worse than others. We've got to learn how to worship God in the beauty of holiness in spite of my difficulties and declare in the house of God, it shall be well. Vision was having a conversation with faith. Our problem in 2018 is 2018 took our vision away. You, you are not looking at a guy this morning that is problem free. Guys, be honest with you. You're not looking at a guy this morning that is free of trouble. I could give you my list. First of all, from a practical perspective, it don't do any good. What good does it do? But from a spiritual perspective, the more I focus on my list of problems, the less I'm focusing on him. And I'm never going to get victory. Hear me today. I'm never going to get victory focusing more on my problem than I do the problem solver. And what good does it do us to sing a song that calls him the way maker if I'm not letting him make a way? Amen. Victory in the face of a dead promise. There are some of you here this morning, I feel it in my spirit today, that you struggle. You struggle to come to church. You struggle when you're at church. You struggle during church. And you struggle to worship. You struggle with the concept of worship. How can I worship God whenever this is happening to me? How can I, how can I grow in God when XYZ is going on in my life? Let me tell you how. You stop looking at XYZ. You stop looking at your problem and you start looking at Jesus. Understand now, that is not automatically going to make your problem go away. But it's going to give you something to deal with your problem. We, we have become so focused on our issues that our issues are growing worse. There's trouble. I'm not talking about sin. I'm not talking about anything anybody's done wrong. I'm talking about life. And life is going to continue to happen. Life is not going to stop. When, I want you to ask yourself this morning, quietly, just to, you don't have to say it self. Nothing like that. Just, just ask yourself. Just think about it. When was the last time that you worshipped God so deep that you forgot what else was going on? When was the last time you danced in the Spirit? When was the last time you shook under the power of God? When was the last time that, that you, I'm talking to you, 
A lot of times we, we want to shirk things off by saying, oh, that Lord, that's not for me, that's for him. I'm talking to you this morning. When was the last time that you got under the influence of the Holy Ghost so strong that you left drunk? The thing that is separating us from that is not the devil. I hate to mess with anybody's theology this morning, but the devil doesn't have that much power. The thing that separates from that from us is flesh. It's us. And, it's, and it happens easily. It, it happens to me, all right? I have to overcome this too. It happens easily whenever we have problems of life and we focus so heavily on those problems that we forget that we're here to worship him. I know everybody needs somebody. I, I'm not throwing off this morning. If you've got somebody you need to lean on that you need to share your, your burdens with, I, I'm not talking about that this morning. What I am talking about is us getting in the presence of God and not capitalizing on the opportunity to worship him because I've got a problem. We are losing precious time. We are losing precious worship opportunities when we come to church and we don't have church. And the only thing that separates us from having a move of God, it's not God, it's not the devil, it's not angels, it's not other people, it's self. There are some of us who are troubled. We have had an unsurmountable amount of sickness in this church. And I'm part of that. I know. I've got issues. I just gave you a golden opportunity right there and you didn't take it. <laughs> I'd be a psychiatrist's worst nightmare. I know I've got issues. That's why I need God. That's why I need to get in the presence of God. There are some who are diseased, in pain, confused, needy. The list could go on and on and on. But the question this morning is, when was the last time you worshipped in spite of that? Stop looking at the dead baby. And start declaring to your problem, it is well. It may not solve it automatically, but it will allow me to get in the presence of God. When I get into his presence, I can have victory. I can find victory in the face of a dead promise. I've just got to start speaking life into my situation. You know, you come down to the close of a year. You start kind of taking inventory, thinking about some things. And I'm not talking about New Year's resolutions right now because they're worthless. But you start reminiscing about days gone by. And there's a lot of things in life I wouldn't repeat. Lessons learned, things that you do the hard way. There are some things that I think we need to learn how to repeat. We used to march around here. There's some of y'all used to dance. Don't dance anymore. Come on now. 
Well, I don't feel it. Maybe if you dance first, you will feel it. I used to look across the congregation and see people leap for joy. Maybe one reason we're not as happy as we used to be is we're not chasing joy. We have to ask ourselves the question, why am I doing less today than I did when I got saved? Because if you're doing less today in worship than you were when you got saved, then there is some progress that you need to make. There are some things in your life that you need to change, and it starts with speaking life into your situation. That's a faith walk. It's hard. It's hard to speak life into something that is dead. But as the story continues to unfold, the boy lives. The boy doesn't stay dead. But let's look at how he lives. The man of God goes into the bedroom, lays on top of him, and the Bible says that the boy sneezed seven times. That's kind of gross because the man's literally laying on top of him. And as he's laying on top of him, the boy's sneezing. The church is willing to get to, to go through your nasty junk hear me now, to help you get saved and to help you stay saved. The boy resurrected. Elisha, right now in this story, is symbolic of the church. How are we going to get life into our situations? In the presence of God. At church. I'm never going to speak life into my situation staying at home. It's just not going to happen. I don't care how good my intentions are. Number one, it's not Bible. And number two, it's contrary to what human nature is. I'm not going to stay at home and do what's right. I might for a while, but eventually I'm going to start finding certain areas. Well, I just, don't, I just don't agree with that anymore. I just don't think that's right anymore. I just don't think I have to do that anymore. Because I'm not in the presence of God to have somebody straighten me up every once in a while. I need the Word of God in my life. I need the presence of God in my life. And the only way I'm ever going to make a declaration that things are going to be alright is if I can get to church and get my junk out of my life And let the boy live. God, I believe with all of my heart today, God wants to give us victory. But I also believe that God's not going to do for us what we can do for ourselves. I think he picks up when we've done all that we can do. That's on us. That's on us as individuals in our walk with God. That's on us as a church to do what he wants us to do.
We need to stop speaking about our problem today and start speaking to our problem. Would you stand with me this morning? I'm going to ask Bishop to come and pray for us this morning. Would you lift your hands right now and just begin to love the Lord? Victory in the face of a dead promise today. Life, life may not have turned out so far the way you anticipated, but don't give up on God just because things are different. We need victory. We need change. We need, we need to be speaking life into those things that are dead. Thank you, Jesus. I see everybody this morning in here. There's no dead promises in here this morning. Everybody's alive and doing well. We're able to be here. We're privileged to be here. But this is the last time we're going to be able to have church this year. So I want us, as I pray, this altar is open. Amen. I, this is a good time to get things right. We don't have to wait till New Year's. We can get it right today. Amen. Let's get, let's get ourselves out of the way. Pray with me. And this altar is open this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word of God that stirred our minds and our spirits today. Lord, I don't want to be that dead promise, Lord. I want to be alive and doing well this morning. I pray that God, you would move, Lord, upon our heart and our soul. Lord Jesus... I pray, God, that you would move on us and stir up our minds, God, of the past year, Lord Jesus, of where we're at right now, Lord, and where we need to be. Oh, God, move on us today. Lord Jesus, I pray, stir it up, Lord. Stir up the Spirit of God within us, Lord. Hallelujah. Let us see ourselves today, God. Hallelujah. Let conviction, Lord, run up and down our heart's door. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, and if things isn't right, Lord, that, God, we would make them right this morning, Lord. Oh, God, we all need you today, Lord. We've come short this morning of the glory of God. Lord, we could have done more than we've done this year, Lord. Now move God upon us and strengthen us today, we pray. Oh, God, help us today, Lord. This is our last service, God. I want to end well today, Lord. I want to end well. I want things to be right, Lord, between me and you today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. Go with us today. Oh, God, be with us, Lord, till the next service time, we pray. In Jesus' name, be with us, God, I ask it. In the lovely name of Jesus, amen and amen. Hallelujah. You're dismissed, Jesus. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.